Hi everybody, sorry for the uh, mix up, we're sort of changing the room around here a little bit, but I wanted to make sure that I can get this up on the screen and show you a little bit about what I'm about, what I do, what I've done. And I know we've got a very short window here, so I'm gonna move fast. That being said, we are live streaming this and the video will be available online later. So don't feel like you need to keep up or take notes, just sit back and enjoy it. That being said, I'm gonna take a seat here, it's a little bit easier to maneuver this. So a little about me, I've been a DJ for 15 years, I've been a producer for 10 years, and a curator for 5 years. These are my playlists, and I have about 100,000 followers across my playlists on Spotify. So what I'm going to show you today is some of the best practices for curators, and most importantly, for artists, if you don't curate yet, you need to start curating playlists. And I'm going to show you exactly what that looks like by going to my own artist profile here. So this is me and my friends. We create electronic music. We're a live group called Date Night. That's me in the middle, Anders on the left, and Sharif on the right. We have our own playlist, as well as releasing our own music. So we have a playlist here. Number one playlist every artist needs to create is an originals playlist, where you put all of your own songs on there. The reason for that is if somebody discovers one of your songs, wouldn't it be great for them to press play and listen to everything else that you've released? That playlist allows them to do that. And if you've got 20 different songs on there, they might find more songs that they love, which will add to their own playlist as well. The other playlist that you need to create as an artist is a playlist of your favorite songs or songs that inspire you alongside your own original releases. The reason for this is that you're starting to create value. And what that means is as you grow your following on your playlist, you start adding similar artists, you start to create your own network. And then you can start helping each other by sharing your music with other artists who also have a playlist. So you can see here, for example, there's a few Australian artists in here. We've got Alex Preston and Mark Maxwell. If we go to their about section, I can see that they've gained 492 unique listeners as a result of being on my playlist. And it, that's what it's all about. It's all about artists helping artists. And that's the way that the independent playlist community really works. Now, what I want to show you as well is some, some of the tools that I actually used when I started creating playlists. So one of those tools is Every Noise. Now, this may look a little overwhelming on the screen. That's because it is. Spotify have over 2,200 genres, and I'm not even kidding, let me scroll down here. 2,297 genres on Spotify as of November 15th. So you can just imagine how overwhelming it is for the Spotify team having these songs. So what you can do with this site though, is you can search for an artist or a genre. In this case, let's go to Tribal House. Now we don't have audio connected here, but when you click on any of these genres, it will start playing a song from that genre. What you can do then is you can actually click to launch into that genre's page and it will show you a bunch of artists within that genre. So we can see here, Robbie Rivera, and we can actually click on any of these artists to hear a preview of their track as well. If we click the little arrow here, it will take us directly to that artist in Spotify. So this will help you to start finding new music that is similar to yours. Because 
if you feel that you're in a genre where nobody else is creating music like you, then you haven't heard pirate techno yet. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It's out there. Um, and bro step. That's another one. I love bro step. Cool. So I use this to find unique artists and just to sort of go on a bit of a learning journey to find more music. Now, the other cool thing about this is if you find a genre that you like, it can be a little overwhelming. You can actually click playlist up the top here and it will give you a playlist in Spotify of all of those songs. Now, to some artists in the room, these playlists may look very familiar, the sounds of Spotify. These are all, these are all based on the algorithm and based on genre tags. So they're all automatically created. Um, and sometimes people will see these and get a little excited. Uh, you're on the right track. Basically, if you're getting tagged in the right genre, then they've already noticed you. So, so you're halfway there. Now, the next tool I wanted to share with you, let's say you've got your playlist. I like to say, as a rough idea, between 40 to 100 songs. Don't go over 100 songs in your playlist. The reason for that is you want to keep it fresh and updated, and that leads me to artwork. So this is a really great tool for creating a quick, quick cover. It's replacecover.com, and you can see it's as simple as clicking anywhere on here. You can change out the artwork, the image. You can change the title. You can change the font. It's already done most of the work for you. And um, if you have a playlist and you don't have artwork, you need to get on that right now. Another cool thing that you can do with sharing your playlist is Spotify Codes. So this is spotifycodes.com. It's not very well known about, but uh, you may have seen these codes showing up on posters for gigs, uh, different events. The way that this works is you paste in the Spotify URL or URI into this little search bar here, and it will generate some artwork for you on the right-hand side. Now you can download that in high resolution and add that to your own posters or whatever you have. The cool thing about Spotify codes is that people can take a photo of it on a poster, they can screenshot it on their phone, and when you open the Spotify app in the search bar, there's actually a camera icon. And when you click on that, you can open this up, it will find the code and go directly to your playlist, your artist page, your song, your album, whatever you've chosen to link it to. So Spotify Codes is a big one there as well. And I've seen a lot of artists, especially in the US, using this on uh, their posters promoting their tours. They'll basically say, take a photo of this, open Spotify. People love that because it's interactive. It, it encourages them to do something as well. Now, when you're sharing on social media with your playlists, I like to use displaypurposes.com. Now, this basically shows you Best practices for Instagram hashtags, but it will automatically generate hashtags for you to use. So what that looks like up the top here is I started typing in a few keywords, playlist, electronic, house music, and I've chosen manual tag selection. And you can see in here, it's showing me similar um, hashtags that are popular that I can use to potentially get my post on Instagram in front of more eyes. And of course, some of the hashtags aren't completely right. You know, when you put in electronic, geek is one of them, uh, and laptops and gadgets. So obviously you uncheck those and choose the ones that are actually relevant. And then down the bottom here, it gives you a little bit more detail about best practices once again. So adding these 
five bullet points is pretty common with uh, heavy influences on Instagram because when you scroll down the feed, you actually see the caption and then dots that you click on if you want to read more. And so it looks a lot cleaner in the feed, but all the, all the hashtags are still there and they're still hitting and basically pushing you closer to getting into that discover section, getting more followers, getting more engaged. Now, once you've got these playlists, I keep saying that, but I have, I basically, I say, instead of just having them on one streaming service, I push them to many. I mean, I put all this time in curating a playlist, so here's my new electronic playlist. I use a tool called soundsgood.co, and I push that playlist from Spotify to Apple Music, YouTube Music, Deezer, Napster, ProBuzz, and SoundCloud automatically. I just curated Spotify, and it synchronizes that playlist, song editions, song removals, positions, all of it, artwork, description, to all of these streaming services. So I've just increased my value by having my playlist on all of these other streaming services as well. And you'll see here, auto-sync, absolute lifesaver. Twice a day, it automatically checks and it refreshes all the playlists with the new song editions and takes out songs I've removed. Now, if you're looking to make some money as a curator, let's say you've got a decent following on your playlist, you're open to receiving submissions. People are familiar with websites such as Submit Hub where you may pay 50 cents, $1, $2 to submit a song. I am set up as a curator on a website called playlistpush.com. Now, they work two ways. If you're an artist, label, manager, you want to pitch a song to a large number of independent curators that you wouldn't normally be able to reach, you would pay them to do a campaign which would run anywhere from $150 to $1,200, depending on the genre and the potential reach of how many curators will be listening to that song. For me, as a curator, it's a great tool because I simply go in here whenever I have time and I just gotta walk out. And so what happens, once you're logged in, you basically just listen to tracks, and once you've listened to that track, I won't actually hit play right now, you give it a rating out of five stars, you leave some comments, <coughs> some useful feedback about the song, not just dope track or doesn't, not for me. Um, and then what's really cool as a curator is it's the same amount of clicks to add a song as it is to reject it. So some curators say, yeah, yeah, I'll add your song, but then they forget, life gets in the way, something else happens. If I like your song, I can simply choose the playlist I'm going to add it to, hit that green button, your song is now in my playlist towards the top. And if I don't like your song, on the flip side, I just simply select, this song doesn't fit my playlist, or I don't like the song enough, leave my little review, and that's it. And then I get paid for listening to that song. Now, I probably shouldn't show you this, but just to give you an idea, there's plenty of money to be made in listening to music, especially once you build a following. So um, I would encourage you as a curator, once you've got more than 400 followers on a playlist, sign up and have an experiment, check it out. It's a really useful tool and it helps to just make a little bit of extra cash as well and doing it the right way instead of accepting bags of money, which is payola if you haven't heard of it, I hate it. Now, another tool that I use is Songshift. This is an iOS only app. And what Songshift does is it's similar to Sounds Good, 
but it's only done in the app on your iPad, your phone, and it runs in the background. So I use SongShift to create a archive playlist of my bigger playlists. So what that means is, as I showed you before, I have my new electronic playlist, and obviously I have, I keep it to 50 songs maximum, because this is all about what's hot right now, what, not what's, what was hot six weeks ago. So what I do is I have archive playlists as well. And just to show you what that looks like, new electronic archive, 803 songs, 46 hours. It's crazy. So I'm not promoting this as such, but the reason I leave this online is because of services like Spot on Track and Chartmetric and Spotify for Artists, people will see that they were added to this and they'll know that at some point they were supported by me on one of my playlists, which leads them back to me. And it's a, it's a nice reminder for me, oh, hey, I supported that artist in the past. Let's see what else they've got. Now, I just wanted to see if there was any questions before I jump into the next part, because I know I kind of jumped around pretty quickly there. Does anyone have any questions on what I've shown you so far? Yes. Uh, I'm just wondering about the that paper I was showing Instagram best practices. Yep. I actually went to a social media seminar and they were saying that Instagram is now having algorithms where if you have too many hashtags or too many plot points that it actually reduces the amount of people that see it. Yep. Have you, how's that affected things? Have you heard about that? I have, um, to be honest, what I've been told with Instagram and what I've seen recently is, yeah, if you use the same hashtags every time and they're not relevant, then you're gonna be penalized. But if they're actually relevant, you know, and they're not just generic, the same ones every time, if you put music in every post, you know, eventually they're gonna say, hey, switch it up. Uh, the other side with Instagram is if you do a post and you edit it within the first 24 hours, if you go back and hit edit, that actually bumps you down in the feed as well. So that's a big tip there as well is, you know, don't edit it initially. Even if you made a spelling mistake, just leave it. People are still gonna love you, they're still gonna like it. Um, you know, just resist that urge to go back and hit edit too soon. Was there, was there any other questions before I jump into the next part? Okay, so Another thing, as I mentioned before, I'm under the assumption that a lot of people in this room are, of course, an artist or an artist manager or they work at a record label. So basically you're working with an artist, you're, you're helping an artist. Uh, so what I wanted to show you was a few things relating to the artist profile in Spotify. So if you go to the about page here and you go down to the bio, you'll see there's a whole bunch of text in bold. This is all linked. So in my artist bio, I can actually link to other artists on Spotify, uh, albums, songs on Spotify, as well as linking to my own playlists. So if you missed my playlist on the overview, on the first page, you can actually go in here and you'll see, follow the Date Night Originals playlist to hear all of their original releases. And that will take you directly to our playlist from the bio. And it's also nice to shout out people you've collaborated with in the past as well, show them a little bit of love. Now to do that in Spotify for Artists, I don't actually have that logged in right now to share on the screen, but artists.spotify.com. If you go in there and you go to the about page for your artist, um, where you edit the bio, you just simply put the little at symbol, like you're tagging someone on Twitter, and you can tag other artists, 
uh, albums, songs, playlists, as I mentioned. Now, if you have an artist name that's maybe not that unique and you're getting a lot of search results, you can also do the at symbol and then paste the Spotify URL to make sure that you're linking to the correct artist. Now, another thing that I mentioned, it's sort of a, a bit of a no-no with playlists is with your artwork, whatever words you have on there have to match the title of your playlist. If you have house music 2018 and a whole bunch of different words in there and the playlist artwork doesn't actually say exactly that, you're gonna be bumped down in the feed when people search for your playlist. The other side of that is with if you put emojis in the playlist name. I don't know about anyone in the room here, but I've never searched for a playlist using an emoji. And uh, people seem to feel it's necessary to put an emoji in there, and it just doesn't help. So leave the emojis out and keep the playlist title the same as what's in the artwork. That's very important. Now, I wanted to do another sort of tip when you're curating and you're looking for tracks. If you're looking for tracks from a specific record label, you can actually do a label search. And what that looks like is you type in the word label, you put in a column, and then let's just say we want to type one love. What we can see now in the results here is releases from the one love record label. Now, if we wanted to go one step further, we can actually put in another column and we can go year, column, 2012. And we can see releases from that year, and we can see this like release from Danny T and Osnap. <laughs> that wasn't scripted or planned. <laughs> um, you can also do year ranges as well. So you can do 2012 to 2018, and it will show you releases within that year range. So if you were doing a playlist, the best of the 1990s, you could get crazy with this. You could go, show me all of the tracks from Warner Music, released in the 1990s, and it would show you all of the results. Then you would just go songs and just start pulling tracks from there and dragging into your own playlist as well. So I know that that's sort of hard to see on the screen here because the search bar is pretty small on Spotify, but I will put this up online after as well and put that in there so you can copy and paste it and test this out. Now, a few other ways that you can grow your following on uh, for your playlist is, one is of course Facebook ads, very common. My advice is you're actually targeted. So if you're sharing your playlist on Spotify or Apple Music, target it to people who like that streaming service for one, and then target it to the right audience. So target it to people who like artists featuring your playlist. The other side of this is Google Ads. A lot of people don't really think that Google is going to help them, but if you actually have your playlist show up in Google search results, it's going to direct a lot more people to it. So if people search for you know, best big house playlist on Spotify and you're the top search result, you're actually going to get a lot of listeners coming that way. And you might have only dropped 100 bucks on Google to do that. The other way that you can also grow your following your playlist is with what's called gates. Now a gate is basically a way of saying, hey, if you want to send me your music, that's cool, but first you need to follow my playlist, follow my artist page, save my new album, and uh, name your first born after me. And once you do that, um, 
you'll get access to a uh, private form where you can actually submit your release to that curator. So to show you what that looks like, I've actually set that up on my own website here. So this is my website, which I can plug, workhardplaylisthard.com. So on here, I have a number of curators. So if there's any hip hop heads in the room, Sway Calloway from Sway in the Morning, I set up his submission gate for him. Rob Markman from Genius. Um, then we've got a number of other uh, labels and brands on here. We've got Hits Magazine uh, based out of Hollywood. They have uh, their own screening, um, their own playlist as well, and their own screen team. And uh, even the YouTube channel, Chill Your Mind, I set up their submission system for them because they have a Spotify playlist that they're trying to grow as well. I'm just looking over there, five minutes? Okay, cool. Um, all right, so that's, that's enough of the shameless plugging on the website. Let me just jump over here. Now, one last tool. I didn't want to get into this too much because I'm actually running downstairs after this to do a keynote about Chartmetric, uh, another hat that I wear. But Chartmetric is free to sign up. Um, obviously, there are paid versions, but if you're a curator, you can get on there and get access to some pretty cool data about your own playlist and your own following and track how that's been growing. So what I like about this is looking at my new, my new electronic playlist. If I was looking to pitch me, you can see a number of things on here. You can see if there's a specific day of the week where I'm more likely to add music. So you really don't want to pitch me on a Sunday. It's just not going to happen. And now other days of the week, for some curators I've actually seen, they only update their playlist on Tuesday. So I'll hit them on a Monday night, their time send them an email, go to the top of their inbox, boom, done. Um, down here, we can also see if they tend to favor new music over music that was perhaps released six months ago or more. So people always like to know, is this track out right now? When did it come out? I only want to add new music. So you can actually see that in here and see what that curator tends to favor. You can also see how long songs tend to stay in that playlist as well. So if they stay in there two weeks, four weeks, five years, you can see that. And it will show you the tracks by record labels. So you can see here that I've got four tracks from Universal Music Group. We've got uh, Warner Music Group in here, Bitbird, and then we've got a number of independent ones as well. We've got Just Say Yes, Monster Cat, the list goes on. And it will also show you the spread of tracks by genre in the playlist as well. So I can actually click on any of these genre tags and see the songs within that genre. And countries as well, when available, I can actually see if the curator, in this case myself, tends to favor people from a specific country. What's really cool about this as well is you can see the entire history of songs when they were added, by date added, how many days they've been in that list. And once they're removed, you can see songs that have been recently removed from that playlist as well. So I actually, as a curator, use this to make sure that I'm not leaving songs in my playlist for too long because I don't want it to start to get stale because I'm, I'm aware that there's people that are listening frequently to these playlists. And it also shows similar playlists as well so I can see who I'm sort of being compared to as far as the tracks that I'm adding and followings and things like that as well. So I'm going to wrap it up right now because I'm, I'm kind of getting that look. So uh, do we have time for one question? If... Um, not quite. You know what? That's cool. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to run off anyway and uh, jump into something else shortly. But 
Um, if anyone has any questions, I'll be around the rest of the day. So just come and grab me. Thank you.